0: Welcome to the Wasted Youth Podcast. In this week's episode, Micah and Shotgun talk about arcade games and delve deep into the VR topic. If that sounds enjoyable to you, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and enjoy.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Wasted Youths podcast. <laughs> my name is Micah Voorhees, and I'm here tonight with my fantastic co-host, Dominic Shacken-Sanders. Tonight, we're talking about arcades, uh, and I totally have an entire plan for how to talk about that, and didn't wasn't frantically trying to assemble an itinerary right before we went live. So, um, Yeah. That's that's the plan for tonight. Uh of course we're gonna start the night as we always do and uh talk about alcohol because we're alcoholics. I'm uh
0: doing something you... a bit different. Alright. You ready okay. for this? I made yep, a mixed drink.
1: You made a mixed you made a mixed drink?
0: Hendrix gin.
1: Oh boy, gin.
0: With Fanta Orange. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, let's do a little taste test, real quick. All right.
1: That actually looks appetizing.
0: That's dangerous. That's right. really dangerous. I think you would like that.
1: Does it taste more like Jen or Fanta, or both already? Like, does does it, it add tastes, anything to the it, Fanta?
0: It adds a bit more like um, robustness to it. You know, it feels right. more hearty with a slight burn. But this Hendrix gin is really smooth. It's a good flavor.
1: I like. So it. tonight, we have this abomination. Take a good look at that consistency.
0: Is that spice jet? Hmm. Is that spice jet?
1: Spice jet. Yeah. What is what is what is spice jet? My D- dude?
0: Do you not remember that from India? <laughs> spice jet. <laughs> no. Eating all do those not. spicy foods.
1: Oh, shit, no, 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 that's not what this is. As you can see, if you look closely, there's a cherry in the bottom of this. Okay. The other ingredients are spiced rum, cherry juice, uh, from the Woodford Reserves bourbon cherries.
0: Oh, that's where the color comes from. Okay.
1: Yep. Interesting. And, and from spiced rum. And... Pineapple juice and some oh, a little god. bit of melon liqueur. Oh god! Yep.
0: See, uh, and here I was thinking, okay, he improvised. He probably added like rum to some tea or something. The that's only
1: really weird thing in here actually is the melon liqueur. Um, rum pineapple mixed drinks are not all that uncommon. No, but you usually don't add melon liqueur to them. You usually do add ch- cherry flavoring them.
0: Interesting.
1: Wait, first. Yep, yep. I got ice. Oh, there you go.
0: Don't dump it everywhere.
1: There we go. Okay. Bottoms up.
0: Ooh. Not bad?
1: Yeah. Tastes better than it looks. Huh. Very sweet. That's why I added the melon liqueur to make it sweeter.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Balance out the spiced rum a little bit. And it worked. It mm. Definitely worked. That tastes really good. I will have to remember this recipe.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting.
1: It is interesting. Um, oh. we got any news for us?
0: So we got a little, uh, little, little teaser for teaser. a uh, future episode, the uh, Elden Ring episode, where the I'll Elden be Ring streaming episode. Elden Ring to Micah, and then he'll talk about what he sees and everything, and. Heck, who mm-hmm. knows, you might get interested in play it, because, uh, it, little did you know, you can, uh, co-op fight the bosses.
1: Oh, really? Interesting. And, and
0: some of the dun- a lot of the dungeons, actually, and the caves and stuff. My brother nice. and I have been doing that a lot the past few days. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, uh... This boss, my uh, dude I'm summoning, he's just being stupid and dying really fast. Can you come here? I'm like, yeah, just summon me. (laughs) He draws a little sign on the floor and summons me, and I just appear stocked up, ready to go. Nice. It's it's fun. I think you would enjoy it as -hmm. long as you're patient and you learn the mechanics and everything, Mm -hmm. but... Mm -hmm. So, a lot of funny moments, a lot of... uh, Dumbassery to be had when teaming with someone because you can also go invade other people's worlds with your friend. Oh boy! And fight them. Oh man, I'm excited for that episode. If you can't tell, (laughs) I've okay. I've put so many hours into this game already.
1: (laughs) Gotcha but all right so that was
0: that was the news just a little little teaser elden ring episode coming soon it's a hot topic right now
1: coming soon to a twitch stream near you (sighs) yes all right so of course tonight we're talking about the art uh the podcast i mean (sniffs) yeah can you tell I'm not prepared tonight? <laughs> tonight, we're talking about arcades. And if I look at my itinerary, we say, uh, number one, do the intro. Number two, talk about drinks. Number three, talk about news. Number four, what is an arcade? <laughs> um, and that's the extent of the plan. So Dominic, what is an arcade? define that for us
0: (laughs) all right typically it has pizza that tastes like cardboard with subpar cheese and not enough pizza sauce it's got really greasy tables and weird like cosmic designed carpets and then you pay like dollar fifty two dollars using tokens or quarters to play a video game for about 30 seconds before you die and have to purchase another life
1: dominic you just described a pizza hut you just described a Pizza Hut, my dude.
0: I was going more for Chuck E. Cheese,
1: but. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. That's have... the gist. That's the gist of it. You, yeah. you, you get a bunch of, bunch of games, video games, all in one place. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I've been recently to, um, two arcades up here, and modern arcades are pretty interesting because you got a few different kinds. Um, you have the uh, console arcades, which are a thing that have popped up recently, which yeah. is where instead of having traditional arcade games, they just have various video game consoles set up. Like, you know, all the generations of Xbox and PlayStation and usually like a Wii or something set up, Um, which is pretty interesting. Uh, And that's enjoyable in and of itself. But what i find a little bit more interesting actually is uh the retro arcades which are a thing that have started to pop up not recent like they've been a thing for you know since probably the 2010s i would say maybe even some in the early 2000s yeah um but uh they've really leaned into marketing the retro aspect of uh of it. So there are two up here in the Twin Cities that I've been to recently. Um, one is called uh, Uptown in Uptown. It is an arcade bar. Um, That'd be fun. It is It is pretty fun. It's very loud there. Uh, I've only been on a Friday night, though, so it might be less busy and less loud on other nights. Um, but they got a lot of classic games there. Uh... And some classic pinball machines. The other one that's really interesting in the Twin Cities is uh, called... um, Blanking on the name now. uh, Can Can Wonderland. Hmm. um, Which is a huge arcade. Really? And it really leans into the retro stuff. It's got some stuff from the 80s and the 90s. But... Those are like the newest things. Hmm. Uh, it's also got some putt-putt. It also has a bar with overpriced drinks. Of course. But the nice th- nice thing about this one is you don't pay per play. You pay, I think it's like 10 bucks for a wristband that gives access to all the games uh, in the place. Uh, they have an, like a in-
0: time period or?
1: As all day.
0: Oh, oh
1: that's nice yeah it is that makes up for the
0: the overpriced drinks
1: yeah they where they really get you is when you decide to go get food and it's priced at like you know 15 bucks for a box of chicken uh and fries which you're like ah that's a little expensive for some chicken tenders and then you actually get to the point where you pay and it says 25 bucks because they have like an 80% service fee <laughs> and I'm like yeah, gosh damn it I already ordered I might as well pay for it <laughs> cause like at that point what am I gonna do drive somewhere else to get chicken strips nah no, and <laughs> it's I the mean, same same thing they do at the fair
0: well I mean spend like 6 hours hanging out with a bunch of friends pay at the end of the day $50 mm-hmm. that's not bad for 6 hours
1: Oh, yeah, it's pretty dope. Um, but what I find really interesting about this is that, um, you know, like they said, they dive into the retro thing. So they work to get some, like, uh, rare or uncommon games. Um, they have some pinball machines as well, going back to, like, the early 1900s, like, you know, when pinball first was become like mechanical pinball machines were first becoming like a really big thing. Yeah. Um uh they also have some weird arcade games from I want to say the 60s in the back that are like uh it's like this black light room, I think is what it's called, and it's got all these weird games that glow under the black light. Uh and they're they almost all are um they're in arcade boxes, but they have, but they're all, um, what's the word? Uh, not digital. Um, oh, uh,
0: yeah, like, discs.
1: No, 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 uh, not even discs. Like, they're, the games themselves are physical. Are mechanical. Huh. Yeah, mechanical games. Uh, like, they have one where you basically are trying to land the, uh, lunar module, uh... <laughs> On or on its return trip to the, you know, Apollo 12 spacecraft or whatever. Uh, and you basically are just, you use one little, uh, lever to rotate it and the other one to like move a joystick to like move it around, but it's moving like a little physical thing around on the screen.
0: Interesting. Which
1: is, yeah, pretty interesting. Um, hmm. but yeah, have you ever, is there any arcades down where you live? Uh, uh,
0: there's a couple, but the the biggest one I've been to is Dave and Buster's. So uh, okay, it's gotcha. like a sports bar thing. It, mm-hmm. It's the adult Chuck E. Cheese. They've actually mm-hmm. got really good food. Um, A lot of sports I haven't been to on. a Dave and Buster's. Yeah, imagine it's an adult Chuck E. Cheese's. You play games, certain games give you tickets, then there's a little shop you can go. And mm-hmm. uh, get little trinkets. At one gotcha. point in time, before I moved, uh, I had an hourglass, but mm-hmm. w- it was filled with a, a magnetic substance, and the base mm-hmm. of the hourglass was magnetized. And whenever it dropped in, you the s- sand, the magnetized mm-hmm. sand would like spike out. So, it was oh, really cool, yeah. Very interesting, um, but it was made really thin glass so it broke when i moved and i was really sad but you can get some cool little trinkets like that there
1: Uh uh-huh
0: um yeah like i said food's not bad they had a walking dead game which was cool it's one typical shoot 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 point your gun off side screen pull trigger reload shoot Mm -hmm. shoot and move through it's pretty fun
1: yeah yeah oh shit that's that's what we'll talk about. We'll talk about some uh, some of our favorite arcade games, I guess. All right. Because uh, I because that reminded me of one I used to play. I had a friend in uh, high school that we would go to. Let's see, how did we start doing this? How did the tradition start? We would play the Terminator. Um, I forget what the actual full title of the game is, but it's one of those. But it, it's one of those shooter games. But it's Terminator themed. Um... And go around shooting Terminators and shit. Hmm. Uh, Oh, we'd have a field trip to go bowling like once a semester when I was in high school. And my friend and I, we would just every time we would go play this Terminator game while we were there. Because we got to the point where, like, this is the only one, only game we have here that's actually, like, skill-based and is fair. Yeah. So we just spent all our time playing that. And we eventually got really good at it.
0: <laughs> um, Alright, these guys spawn here, these guys spawn here. I'll take these.
1: Pretty much. Nice. Um. And so, whenever we would... uh, we After that, whenever we'd be hanging out and we'd see one, you know, at another place that had games, like... We uh, went to Universal Studios once and they had like a little arcade there. And they had it there. And we were like, bro, we, we gotta do it. We gotta, we gotta spend some money. I know it's expensive. We gotta do it. We gotta see if we can win. <laughs> we must. Mm-hmm. Oh, I nice. don't know if we ever, I don't know if we ever actually finished the game. Like, You know, even once, when you get good at games like that, there's, it's still expensive. Yeah. Like, (laughs) unless you get, like, really good to the point where it's like, yeah, I just don't die in this game. Yeah. Uh, those games are still expensive. So, uh, you know, we got to the final boss a few times. We might have beat him once. I don't know. Hmm. But, yeah. I feel like games like that, they create, help you create memories with friends in a way that, Uh, online gaming doesn't necessarily do in the same way. Oh no! It's it's really it's like kind of it's kind of that last remnant of what you had when you know most people played split screen. I was going to say. Yeah,
0: it's like when we play Halo online on our computers Mm -hmm. and we're running same missions we ran way back in the day, Mm -hmm. and it. It's fun still, but you don't have the like. But it's a d- oh, it's died a different. I Shoves. It's shoulder. a different. Yeah,
1: yeah. You can't. You can't physically assault your teammate <laughs> online.
0: <laughs> it's the violence that shows you care.
1: <laughs> Just drive the truck straight. I can't. There's a hunter there. Run right over the damn
0: hunter! <laughs> no, no, we didn't cuss back then. <laughs> run over the dang hunter
1: run over the dang gosh dang hunter
0: gosh dang darn it
1: ah yeah you know I'd love to see a Halo arcade game I'm sure one exists or has existed at some point but I've never seen it and I'd love to love to see it at some point I
0: don't know that may I have a feeling there's not a huge call for that and because mm-hmm. of licensing, it would be really difficult for a third party to make like their standalone console for. That's it.
1: Th- that's true. That that is as an issue awesome
0: with, as I would think it'd be. That if is like,
1: that is an issue with bigger games.
0: Imagine you're holding Master Chief's <laughs> assault rifle and just mm-hmm. that'd be sick.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking Ooh, of which,
0: they could did... idea. We're doing yes. this. We're getting hella rich.
1: Oh, okay. Want to say this on the podcast? Yeah, it's fine.
0: <laughs> VR. All right. No ceiling. All right. It's the VR. Okay. But your your uh th- headset is Master Chief's helmet. Ooh. And then the gun is his rifle. Okay. Yeah. All right, and the screen is through that, and if you got the heads up and the speakers are right by your ears, and there's speakers all around the helmet, so it's mm-hmm. full directional
1: mm-hmm okay cool. that's 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 pretty cool <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's just a a modded oculus with, like, yeah. a gun controller. It would but- be, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it'd still be cool. It'd be like, alright, we got mm-hmm. our own VR center, but if you want to go uh, jump into Halo Infinite VR, you can mm-hmm. wear uh, a Spartan helmet.
1: Yeah. See, th- ooh, that that's what VR needs now that I'm thinking about it. They need to take a page out of the arcade, you know, book, and actually make different controllers for different types of games. Like, like think about it. A VR first person shooter, okay. I feel like that would be so much more fun with an actual gun controller. And games have done this before. Oh, like yeah. you've had the the Wii. the Wii the Wii did that. They had a Wii gun. Um which wasn't as popular because, you know, the game wasn't necessarily enhanced that much by using the gun.
0: Yeah.
1: Um but it helps, I feel like-
0: but that was about it.
1: I feel like with the VR uh the games would definitely be enhanced uh if you had like an actual gun shaped controller uh to you know, cuz like think about it. in a first person shooter how often do you like want to take your hands off of your gun and do something else yeah like I feel it's not a thing that happens very often
0: Well, that would be very cool. There's some games that I think of, like, uh, it it would take a big investment. Mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm playing a military game, I'm shooting, I reach down, press the magazine button, and then Mm -hmm. press the magazine, press the magazine button again to show I reloaded. Or I'm Mm in a firefight, I run empty, I'm going to drop that gun, so now I need to get a sling for it. And draw Mm -hmm. my handgun, which I need a holster Mm -hmm. for now. Yeah. Which means two different devices are going to be connected. And it'll have to track those individually.
1: I I don't think so. I don't think you'd need a different gun for a handgun, per se. Like, yeah, you know, it would kind of chop into the realism. But that's something you ride the line with controllers all the time anyway. And this ties into the arcade stuff. Because, you know, our controller design is a big part of designing arcade stuff but
0: so like you drop the thing down and press a certain button to swap weapons type deal yeah
1: yeah yeah so so i was thinking actually like to add some immersion to it uh anytime you would take an action that would uh not be something involving the gun like reloading or uh, shooting, I think reloading could just be a button on the gun. I think that would be fine. Because, I mean, that's how it works in uh, most first-person shooters anyway. You don't have to, like, press multiple buttons to reload your gun. Yeah. Uh, but I think for things like throwing grenades and stuff like that, or dispensing, you know, anything that's not a gun to your allies or something like that, they could put a button on the headset To simulate taking one hand off the gun. Like, because you'd have to take one hand off the gun in order to do that. Yeah,
0: See, Mm -hmm. something along those lines that's already being done. Um, And then we'll get back to arcades. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're making gloves that have, like, little air bubbles that press against Mm -hmm. your hand. And then when you squeeze, like, I'd grab a grenade off my vest. The gloves Mm -hmm. would restrict me from closing my hand any further than what that grenade mm-hmm. is. So that'd be yeah. a much less cumbersome and it would still be VR. So you're still getting the muscle memory stuff, let's mm-hmm. say for training, but you're mm-hmm. not smacking a simulated rifle against your sister's head as she walks by.
1: Yeah. The the only issue with that is that's definitely much more expensive technology and, I, but and you have to only balance the
0: prototype right now. I think, I think mm-hmm. stuff like that, it'll be like kind of like the oculus it's like okay the Mm -hmm. visors 200 Mm bucks well you want to get the enhanced gloves it's 200 Mm bucks it's just that's more more expensive
1: it's more expensive than pretty much any game market or console at this point though
0: i mean my i I don't have room to talk given all the (laughs) hardware i've bought for my pc (laughs) I would buy the gloves if I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, because stuff like that, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. work in VR is so nice. Mm-hmm. Like, if I could sit in my chair and I had a VR headset, I would not mm-hmm. touch my computer. I'd touch my keyboard, but that's it, because mm-hmm. I would have 20 different screens open, and I could be turning and dragging stuff.
1: Yeah, that'd be nice.
0: Yeah, it's, oh, mm-hmm. I've seen people set ups for work. Let alone play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it's heaven for mm-hmm. working from home. It's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: But Sounds like it. Yeah. Actually, I, did, I didn't think about using VR for work before. That sounds like a good idea.
0: Oh, yeah. You're not limited to your screen. And you mm-hmm. can just be like, you're not messing with the mouse. You're just reaching up and grabbing a tab and you're looking at it like a simulated um, clipboard. Been mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that's what I needed. Throw it back up, grab this one type. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, yeah, simulated hologram, basically. Augmented mm-hmm. reality. Hmm. But, um, hmm. least talked about games. Was there ever a Crash Bandicoot arcade game? Hmm. I wanted to say there I don't there remember was. one. I want to say... May. Oh, I think there was, but I think it was a racing
1: one. A racing one? Yeah.
0: Like the kart racing, uh, like Mario Kart style.
1: I know they had a uh, PS2 kart racing game. Uh, it was called Crash Team Racing.
0: Yeah. they all, They had another one, I thought.
1: Which I think Crash Team Racing was actually the first... Or the second kart game to have like duo racing, yeah. like where you have two characters on one card. Oh, Jack can correct me if that. I'm wrong because you know that's entirely speculation. But <laughs> Mario Kart might have done it first. Who knows? I don't know. But
0: that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, one really cool arcade game. They they probably have it somewhere probably in japan because mm-hmm. their technology is insane mm-hmm. armored core you remember that game that mm-hmm. game only yep. you're sitting in a chair and uh uh-huh. and it's like you're piloting the mech yourself like you're sitting in the oh cockpit. boy that's fun that would be oh that that'd be a that's... learning curve but that'd be mm-hmm. so fun
1: yeah, I feel like mech games would be, like, really good for these huge setups like this. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool. Especially if you had, like, a gyroscopic feature to it where it actually, like, you know, tilted you and stuff like that. That'd be a fun rich person setup. When I have, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars to spend on uh, just making a video game. That's what I'll do. <laughs> Make a mech simulator.
0: Ooh, what'd be really cool is you'd also do that in VR.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you would like reach up and tap your headset to swap from what your mech is seeing to what mm-hmm. you're seeing in the cockpit. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, you must eject. Well, I'm looking around and controlling the mech right now as if I am mm-hmm. the mech. Click, okay, I'm in the cockpit. Pull the eject.
1: hmm See, that's the thing though. Why would you ever hmm I feel like there's another way to do this. Well, hmm. How would the varus how how would we add some Verisimilitude to that? Ooh, idea. Mm. Okay. So in universe, your are the way that you're you control the mech is through uh, VR equipment. Yeah. Okay. So your pilot actually is wearing, like, a headset similar to what you're wearing. Yeah. And has some sort of hand controls that are the primary ways it uses. Uh, and then when you press that button, in-universe what happens is the heads-up display just goes away. Yeah. Um, that's
0: that's what I was saying. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a HUD, like, you're tapped in.
1: Yep. Yeah. Ooh, that's that sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I just always go back to uh because i feel like arcades are moving in that direction except mm-hmm. for the retro ones a lot of them mm-hmm. are like okay we know the general public don't have vr like that's not a mm-hmm. massively bought into thing let's make an mm-hmm. arcade and they can come play it for a couple hours and if they like it then they'll go buy their
1: own yeah and if you think about it that's almost always been the point of arcades is Hey, there's this technology for playing games on that the general populace can't afford. Like, if I'm, and I, you know, didn't have any time to do research for this episode, but, uh, I, if it, near the beginning at least, it was pinball. Like, yeah. the average person couldn't afford one pinball machine, let alone, you know, several pinball machines to try out. So you'd go to, like, a pinball arcade and play pinball. Um you know, bowling alleys function in a similar way is you know most people can't put a bowling lane in their house, yeah, and what's what's what is bowling if not a huge analog arcade game <laughs> there's one for you Accurate. um but uh and then you know when video games first became a thing your average person couldn't afford a computer that would allow them to play video games on it especially not like the high quality games that they were making in arcade boxes yeah so you know uh places just collected them and charged a fee for them so i feel like you're on to something there where it's like yeah you know your average person can't afford a like super high quality vr system so, like, VR arcades are probably the the way of the future.
0: Oh, yeah. I've seen VR arcades where they've got the omnidirectional treadmill. Mm-hmm. They've got you harnessed up so if you trip, you're, you get caught. And then mm-hmm. they've got full sensor suits so it's full body mm-hmm. tracking, mm-hmm. which is much more accurate than controllers because sometimes, like, your character's arm will go wonky and you can't reach something because it's like, mm-hmm. no, your hitbox is wrong. Mm-hmm. But ah uh, I'd love right. when I have my own space just mm-hmm. make a singular room for VR so then mm-hmm. I could be like all right this is my mm-hmm. this is my office but mm-hmm. this is also my playroom.
1: <laughs> mhm. Yep. You got to have the Tony Stark setup with like you know just you walk into the room and then you put on the headset and the headset actually has like a digital recreation of the room that it's mapped to. So like when you're walking around and moving stuff, you're actually like seeing are confident you're an accurate distance from all the walls and stuff oh, like that. a, a lot and of you just VRs s- have that. Summon, and then you just summon like, you know, a screen or something like that. And that's how you do all your work. And then, of course, you put sensors on a chair in the room so you can actually see a chair and sit down.
0: <laughs> no, no. Um a lot of VR headsets the newer ones have a little camera on the front. Mm-hmm. And you press a button and it turns on that camera and it's like a um monochromatic view of the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen cuz even Oculus does yeah. that where it tells you like, you know, when you're moving too close to a wall.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh it shows like the wall in red or whatever. I'm talking about having, yeah, something In fact, actually, that would probably even work better, is just uh, the space itself, it'd be like augmented reality, almost as opposed to virtual reality, where the default mode is it projects stuff into the virtual, or into the real space through virtual, a virtual lens.
0: Yeah, like. You've got a digital clipboard that you pick up, like I was talking about the windows. You're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, uh, where did I put that?" Oh, yeah, it's on the desk. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the desk mm-hmm. is perfectly clear. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Here's a thought. Mm. This is gonna be an episode full of tangents. I'm okay. With this that. is the secret second VR episode, guys. <laughs> um, so, this would actually be, you know, a good primer for people to learn, like. American Sign Language, because the most effective way for t- to type in VR would actually be American Sign Language, at least for Americans. I don't know if there's a better sign language system uh, for uh, spelling. Um, I know American Sign Language has a bit of an advantage because most signs you can do with one hand, uh, whereas in, like, signed English, you can't but
0: no no you're going at this all wrong we're talking the future micah all right yeah at that point we're gonna have chips in our heads and we're gonna be able to talk through our thoughts
1: i don't want to have (laughs) chips in my head
0: me neither unless they're
1: potato chips
0: (laughs) how fast does a potato chip have to go to embed itself in your head micah
1: (laughs) (laughs) science time. (laughs) but um no no but here's what i'm saying so like you know if if you uh, learned uh like asl you could just uh sign letters and stuff like that to type on you know something you could point at say you know you had some virtual word processor you point at it and you know m i c a h i haven't done sign language in a while but like it would no, because you have sensors all throughout your hand, it would be able to tell it's like, "Oh yeah, it's an m um, and then it would just put an "m" on there, okay, uh, the other way would be obviously like you know uh voice speech input. to text, yeah. yeah, but I feel like sign language would be much more convenient for those who could learn to do it, yeah, um because then you could be talking to someone else while you were typing,
0: yeah. Um, there's, there's something they make, it's a finger grip, like it, Mm -hmm. you know those things that girls put on their toes when they painted them and it keeps their toes separated, it's like that foam thing? Yes. It literally looks like that, only it's a micro keyboard. And Uh literally you're just typing by doing this.
1: That sounds uncomfy. It's
0: not. You're literally just tapping the palms of your hands mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. can type so much faster that way once you can think about it because your fingers are mm-hmm. moving so little of a distance yeah it i've seen it and i'm like yeah if i got a vr setup and i didn't want to sit mm-hmm. in my desk i would do
1: that mm-hmm. but see that's a that's a mono purpose thing whereas a sensor glove is multi-purpose that's fair. you could use it to pick up digital objects as well
0: That's fair. I'm thinking efficiency. I can type 26 digits much faster than this than doing hand signals. And I feel like your hand, if you're writing like a five page essay doing constant motions, you're going to get a cramp in your hand,
1: dude. Well, I mean, there is an entire subsect of the American population that uses it to communicate almost exclusively, But so... But that's what <laughs> I'm saying,
0: just for work, I don't think you'd develop uh-huh. that muscle that you would if you're using it all day, every day. That's true. Um, But it is, I, I think it is a good idea, though, because, I mean... Mm-hmm you have, Mm -hmm. like you said, that subsector group of people that already know it. They're just like, Mm -hmm. oh, this is cool, this is easy, I already know this. Mm -hmm. Mm Do-do-do-do-do-do. So.
1: Yeah, 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 that'd be, that'd be be an interesting project to work on, because you wouldn't even need to do that necessarily in a VR space. You could do that in just, like, a word processing space, Um, because there's already, you know, great voice to text software out there. I'm not aware of any... ...sign-to-text software.
0: I've only seen one, and it was made by, like, a 17-year-old girl.
1: Yeah. Because, I mean, I mean, obviously it's not as necessary. Most people who are, you know, hearing impaired can type just fine. Yeah. Uh, people who... You, but, you know, some can't. Some have, you know, are also uh, visually impaired, and so typing becomes more difficult yeah but i imagine so does reading sign but just doing sign is probably not that much more difficult
0: no no it's it's a lot more time invested to learn every Mm -hmm. letter of the alphabet but Mm -hmm. that i think both well the well the alphabet's
1: the alphabet's easy you can learn you can learn the alphabet in a week without even trying um but I'll let you know, in the fall, I'm taking another ASL class, this time at the college level. So, ah. uh, so you know, hyped for that, but hmm. <laughs> um, I haven't taken ASL since high school. Uh, same.
0: No, I was middle school when I took it.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, yeah. But we talked about arcades. That was the initial episode. Bless you.
0: Thankfully, I was able to mute the stream in time. Huh. Um. <laughs> hmm. Lightsaber duels would be fun.
1: Lightsaber duels. So oh, shit. Sure. Did you?
0: Imagine a simulated arcade.
1: All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And it uses lasers. Uh-huh. And, like, you know how, like, uh... Uh, laser tag has the like fog so you can see the laser shooting yep do that only it's a simulated like you're storming the cruelian vessel Mm -hmm. or stuff like that
1: yeah that would be that'd be cool they made a few they've made a few lightsaber games in the past not many for arcade the one that definitely should have been in arcades and should not have been a home game like it was but it was a home game (laughs) um i forget what it was called but it might have just been called Star Wars Duels or something like that. Oh, but it came yeah. with its own little tiny lightsaber yeah. controller. I played it once at a friend's house. It was all right. Yeah. Fought Darth Maul. Did not win. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that would be fun. Did you ever play that, um... And again, I'm forgetting the title of the actual game, but there's a this, there's a Star Wars game that's a booth arcade game, okay, so it's got this full enclosed area a lot of times they have them at movie theaters okay um uh, in fact, let me look up what this is called real quick okay uh because it's because it's a very particular game
0: yeah well you're looking uh, that up um, what was your go-to game as a kid?
1: like in an arcade in an arcade yeah um let's see uh oh here it is it's just the star wars trilogy uh arcade um dope game but um Yeah, you could do all sorts of stuff in it. Hmm. Uh, Let's see, my go to arcade game. So, I didn't go to many arcades as a kid. Yeah. However, I did have a uh, game for Xbox uh, Namco collection, which was just a bunch of ports of Namco games. Yep. Uh, And I was a big fan of Dig Dug and pac-man okay those were definitely my go-tos um dig dug's pretty fun especially multiplayer because you can uh screw over your teammate by blowing them up yeah um,
0: trolling since you were born
1: <laughs> yep um <laughs> thinking back on it this wasn't weird as a kid um thinking back on it though uh, Dug Dug is probably responsible for like a lot of people's inflation fetishes. Um, <laughs> oh God! Oh God! I didn't even think of that. Oh no! I didn't think of it until just now, oh no. and I'm like, like I was thinking about how I was gonna word that sentence, and then I'm like, oh, I can't word it that way. That makes it sound weird. <laughs> and clipped out of
0: context.
1: <laughs> upload that segment to youtube Um, micah
0: but i like dig dug because you could blow up people
1: (laughs) that's why i said it that way i didn't say because you could inflate people and cause them to explode Um, but no especially the uh like the dig dug i think it was called dig dug advanced which was something that was like exclusive for like these uh namco collections which you could also find in arcades um there were arcade cabinet versions of them but um the uh the advanced titles of the classic namco games were all pretty interesting they gave you some new power-ups they upgraded things from like 8-bit to 16-bit um had some new graphics and stuff like that sometimes it gave you an actual narrative like especially in the Dig Dug one you eventually, spoilers for Dig Dug Advanced, a game that I'm pretty sure came out before the year 2000 Um, if you haven't played it and you're really invested in the story, (laughs) stop watching now (laughs) Um. I think if
0: a game's over
1: 20 years old, we're in the (laughs) same <laughs> uh you you'd eventually like it had this map that you went up you know as you progress through the different levels and like you know the terrain would change and then you get to the and they'd have bosses and stuff like that which were just large versions of the normal enemies that you would face uh but they would have some gimmick to them that you had to you know you had to drop rocks on their heads or something yeah. like that to actually kill them um But, uh, that was, that was, that was interesting. And then you would get all the way to the end of the continent, and then you went to, like, the North Pole, and you were digging around in the ice. And it's like, oh, well, there's only, like, five, uh, or, like, you know, ten levels in the North Pole. I must be, like, this must be the end zone, and you beat the boss in the North Pole. And then you'd go to the moon. And then you play Dig Dug on the moon and it was fantastic. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh-huh, and then then after you beat it you'd switch over to Galaga and take the story even further. Oh, just kidding. Too. That's just that's just my head <laughs> but <laughs> Oh
0: man. Um I don't know if they made it into an arcade game. It's definitely an arcade style game. Mm-hmm. zapper zapper zapper
1: have you heard of it zap i think zapper, i've mentioned nope. it on the
0: podcast before but it's been a minute.
1: um nope i don't think so so imagine frogger all right oh okay oh you might have mentioned this
0: but you're a cricket okay and you have lightning powers gotcha and you bounce around and Zap fry people and then, of course, the standard jump across traffic or avoid bugs or jump mm-hmm. across the river as logs are moving and you got time it and all that fun stuff. It's it's Frogger only. You can actually be like on the offensive instead of just evading everything all the time.
1: All right. So question. Yeah. Who would win in a fight? The Frog from v- Frogger or the Cricket from Zapper. Zapper. Why?
0: Because they have the same movement capabilities, only the cricket can fly and shoot lightning.
1: Alright, but Frogger also- Frogger has like, no,
0: no level up, aside from, I can swim.
1: But also, but also, here's the deal. Okay, so pay attention to this, okay? okay. Think about this All real right. clearly, okay? okay? Frogs are like ten times the size of crickets, Okay. Also, they eat crickets on a regular basis. Also, the frog from Frogger is an exceptional frog because he is adept at dodging traffic, which is a thing that normal crickets can do. Most frogs cannot.
0: Hmm. Well, I don't know.
1: This leads me to believe that the frog from Frogger is more exceptional than this lightning cricket from I think it depends Shocker. on
0: the circumstance, because the frog, like, freshly hops out of the water. It's like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, time to suck. Zap! Nope. Dead frog. Frog is fried. Dead frog.
1: frog. Let me ask fried. you something. In uh, Shocker, do you ever... Zapper. Uh, Zapper. zapper in zapper do you ever kill a frog
0: i'm pretty sure actually yes because i think the developers are like this will be funny i will put frogs in to kill
1: what about the what about the ladybug from splat which is a game that is, like, vaguely in my memory. I remember it was part of some educational website. I don't remember which one.
0: Let me see. But it was
1: essentially Frogger. But you played as a ladybug. Uh, and when you got to the other side, you had to do a math problem.
0: Let's see. Um, Zapper, you think- one wicked cricket.
1: Do you think do you think Zapper could beat the ladybug from a Splat in a fight
0: hmm.
1: using MMA rules? MMA rules, like UFC specifically. <laughs> well, how is this a question? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Like, 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 no, gr- no, grabbing like individual fingers and doing finger locks. If uh, ladybugs or crickets have fingers, I don't know.
0: I don't know. I'm trying to find all the enemy types for.
1: <laughs> I'm trying to prove that it could kill a frog. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Was Frogger even ever an arcade game? I
0: thought they made an arcade game. See, I feel like sure. it
1: was something that was originally an arcade game, but I've never seen it in an arcade. Yeah. I've only ever played it online. And in like the weird platformer 3D adaptation they made of it.
0: I can't find anything because it's such an old game. <laughs> Nobody's
1: talking about it. Nobody it was made, cares. It
0: was, made, it was released In October of 2002.
1: One year after Halo Combat Evolved came out. And people are still talking about Halo Combat Evolved, Dominic. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, that's, see, he looks that's like... That's cringe. He,
0: he looks like he could beat a frogger. <laughs> I don't know about you. I don't... <laughs> this man's don't think... the Chad of all crickets, and he can shoot lightning. Is he? Yeah, he is. Okay. The entire premise okay. is uh, your brother got stolen away by a crow, and you fight the entire game
1: to get your brother back. All right. If this guy... Okay, this cricket, yeah. okay. It kills a crow, and bro. Also- Kills a and also and also aside from this cricket uh um let me think of a, something someone um this cricket and winston churchill okay <laughs> we're running for president <laughs> who do you think would win
0: the cricket because he was real bro and saved his little bro from a crow which is like 300 times the size he is
1: alright but do you honestly think that America is progressive enough to vote a cricket into office
0: we have dogs as mayors do we or is that just Canada no we do
1: okay that sounds like some Indiana shit right there
0: Alabama, but <laughs> same difference. same thing. Same thing. Alabama is just uh, more humid
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, much more, and much more and- much more lax with family relationships.
1: But they have there are there there are less members of the KKK living in Alabama. <laughs> Google that. Oh, no. That's old, bro.
0: <laughs> i'm pretty sure kentucky has more now to be totally probably honest. oh probably man. but <laughs>
1: um. hmm. <laughs> fun fact. oh boy don't want to talk about the kkk too much but fun fact um oh, no. the k <laughs> the kkk as it exists today were are basically just like to clarify racist But, like, racist super mega fans of this one uh, motion picture film that came out in, like, the 1940s, I think. Or, no, 30s. 20s? 1920s. Um. (laughs) That basically was a revisionist history film. (laughs) Um. (laughs) And, like, the KKK didn't exist before that film came out since, like, 1840. (laughs) Like, they were completely abolished and gone. And then this film came out, and they came back. (laughs) And they came back. Like, this
0: movie has revitalized our passion for stupidity. (laughs)
1: Well, because it it featured the KKK as the heroes, that's why. (laughs)
0: Makes sense. Makes
1: sense. Yep. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. People are yep. so stupid. <laughs> this, is, this has been fun, racist facts with Micah. A new segment of the show, which we will continue airing if is popular, which I predict it won't be. <laughs> oh,
0: no. I hope not.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but... Yes, so... I'm
0: trying to think of what other cool concepts for arcades.
1: Just don't mention the (laughs) RKKKade.
0: That wasn't even good.
1: That was terrible. You know what else is terrible? (laughs) The KKK! See, I set up the pun with a bad pun. Oi! That's what you call big brain. Frick! (laughs) Where's the counter? I knew you. I don't have the counter. Wait.
0: (laughs) I was gonna say you gotta you gotta show that.
1: That's a counter. That's one.
0: So you can't even play it well when you do the oive. I feel kinda of disrespected.
1: What do you mean? <laughs> that doesn't that just sounds
0: terrible. Like you should do a tune.
1: It's out of tune.
0: And that's a little better, even though it's out of tune. There you go. Okay, I'm proud of that one. Alright, that's two, by the way. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
1: Uh, um, One more and you have to chug it. The whole thing is ever clear. I would die.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) um, What is a modern day game that you could see in an arcade? Mm. Or what better yet better yet.
1: elden ring no yeah no yeah
0: why yeah
1: yeah because it'd be like so good for making money think about it dude think about how many times you die in elden ring
0: there's an investment period yeah there's there's diminishing returns mm-hmm. i'd much rather go buy the game for 60 dollars and beat it then oh i thought in this hypothetical
1: arcade. world i thought that this hypothetical world you like it was a arcade game instead of a home console game no no okay because i mean well in that even case then,
0: if i look and saw a dude die within like five seconds it's like put another dollar
1: in it's like in the no okay what constitutes modern
0: like modern as in current gen French so, gen. I know PS4 is considered last gen now, but I'm including PS4
1: and Xbox gotcha. One in that. Any Call of Duty game could be an arcade game. The campaigns.
0: I would disagree with campaigns, but I would agree with Call of Duty, like, Spec Ops missions. Yeah. Which is just yeah, one yeah, yeah. mission. I mean, I yeah. guess campaign too, but they would have to significantly chop down the missions because... I don't know about Vanguard, but Modern Warfare had some long ass campaign missions. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Like,
0: there were some where it's like you were locked into a walking animation for, like, ten minutes and you're like, I just want to shoot people. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care that you were raised here as a child. You're a simulated character. I bought this game to shoot people. (laughs) <laughs> Meanwhile, Elden Ring. I'm like, yes, I will become the Elden Lord and rule
1: with the Elden so, Ring. So, I got a question about Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, and what that- does an Elden Ring taste like? Is it kind of like a donut?
0: Um, is it, no. I would say more like, uh, hmm. like imagine a lifesaver. But it's a little bit. The diameter is a bit bigger, and it's a bit thinner. And it has a slight brass taste to it.
1: That seems like a poor design choice, making it brass flavored. Yeah, well, no one wants no one wants to eat that,
0: bro. It was after the scourge happened and the fall of all of mankind, so they they worked with what they had. All right, don't you can't judge man. <laughs> Uh, what I find okay. more weird is they wear it. They don't even eat the thing. They just.
1: <laughs> Bro, that's odd.
0: Yeah, it's bizarre.
1: God, just. You know what's funny? I I definitely played my first D and D game. I played. There was a character called Elden that someone made. And they were a warlock. It was a fun time. We bullied them <laughs> because, honestly, we loved the play. We hated the character.
0: That's fair. Ooh, I
1: we ended up we ended up murdering them and throwing their body at a lake. It was the only time we actually I actually participated in killing a party member. Oh no.
0: <laughs> 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 On that note, for the reference of murder, we're gonna close out the podcast segment as we are delving into our rambling section. So yeah thank you to all our podcast members we are on instagram and discord and obviously twitch because that's where we are live right now starting at 10 p.m eastern time every saturday unless we Mm -hmm. announce otherwise on our discord so follow our discord the link is in the description
1: Mm -hmm. micah ladies and gentlemen ladies and gentlemen Thank you for listening, and we hope you have a good evening. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed the show the wasted youths is produced by dominic sanders and micah voice dominic is also the lead editor of the wasted youths all music featured in the show is composed by micah voice if you enjoy our show we'd really appreciate it if you would subscribe and consider donating through the link in the description to help us make better episodes If you know someone who might be interested in the topic that we discussed tonight, feel free to send them our way by sharing this episode with them. All that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you have a fantastic evening, and we'll see you next week.